<clears throat> so is it you or me this time? Who did it last time? What are we doing? Uh, the intro. So hello and welcome to Pop Culture Classics. My name is Kenny Puckett and with me as always is Levi Smith. How's it going? Pretty good, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's we're, been a little bit. We're, we're doing one. We're doing one. Uh, yeah. So um, we do talk about some cool things. Uh, this week, uh, yeah, we kind of go off about a, an old school, passionate uh, franchise of ours, The Wheel of Time. Yeah, yeah, and then a cool TV show. Yeah, uh, a review on uh, Invincible. Invincible. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good. Just in case, I'm going to spoil the podcast. It's good. We like it. <laughs> yeah. uh, so if this is the first time you're joining us, welcome. Uh, in this podcast, we sit down and discuss old and new pop culture, uh, kind of like rummaging through the back issue box of a comic shop. So uh, enjoy. Yeah. I'm getting buzzes and beeps. Getting buzzes and beeps. I'm sure I will too. That's why I had to turn all my sounds off. Right in the middle of uh, the podcast, I'm going to get a do 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 do. Right. So what's going on, man? What's our current position on the chronological scale? Huh? What is this? Is a Friday night? Uh, Friday night at like sometime late May. Today's the twenty first at eight o'clock. Man, it's been a little bit since we've done a podcast. Hasn't it has. It has. It's been uh, quite a while, man. Things have been crazy. Yeah, things have been crazy. Things have been busy. Uh, oh, excuse me. Things are coming down so we can do this again. Um, so, yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe. Maybe. We're just going to try to do it again anyway. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what are we talking about tonight? Um, I guess I'll start off. Uh, so there's some cool stuff going on with the Wheel of Time. Yeah, yeah. You and I are... Uh, Fans of the Wheel of Time novel series. Yes. Written by Robert Jordan. Correct. Uh, originally started coming out around like 87, 88. Yeah, I think uh, I... I got the first book like 89. I picked it up. Um, I picked up the first book when the third book came out. Yeah, yeah. Around uh, around my freshman year of high school. Yeah. Uh, Because I was telling everybody I could about that damn story. Yeah, it's, it was uh, weird that it took you for so long to tell me about it. Well, uh, you and Slim were talking about it. I was like, what are you talking about? You're yeah, like, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it did take me a little while to tell you about it. I was, uh, thought it was a weird choice, but uh, now I do. But back then I didn't know. Huh? It, but no, yeah. The third book had just come out. You're like, oh, I just got the new book. And I think that's what sparked our conversation yeah. with it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I hadn't read it. And you're like, oh, it's so good. And I was like, all right. And then uh, I think you loaned me the first book. Yeah. And I read it. Yeah. And then I went about the second and the third book. Right. And that's that's how it started for, yeah, for just uh, about everybody that I lent that first book to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that thing went around. Um, so, yeah. So the TV has wrapped production. The yeah, TV show the, has wrapped the, the first TV season. show. And what is that? Amazon? Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it seems pretty, pretty good. So, so they've wrapped production on season one. They've already announced a season two. Yeah. Um, Some of the things I've read about uh, the first season, the director was talking about it, and he was like, right after, uh, right at the first shutdown, because right. uh, they got shut down twice for COVID nineteen. Okay. Um, right at the first shutdown, he was talking about. He's like, yeah, we got the green light for second season right at the beginning there, and so I was working on the first two episodes. Like, he's like doing the the onset stuff for the first two episodes and I'll yeah. come home and uh, work, start writing the second half of the season and then start plotting out the second season. So they're still trying to make good, good use of their time. Yeah. Well, no, he said that's what he was doing when it first shut down. He's like, when it shut down, I was yeah. really good because I was able to just focus on the second half of the season, write right. the second half of the season and then start working on the second season yeah. and get it written. He's like, I got it ready. I think he said I'm I'm not positive, but I think he said I had it mostly set up and ready to write at the end or when they started the sh production again. Yeah, and then so right when they got shut down again, he went and he polished it up for uh, him and the writing team uh, polished it up during the second break. And who's it being written by? Who's the show being written by? Uh, I don't know the name of the showrunner here. Let me look it up. Um, I'm a little ill prepared. I do have the cast, which, yeah, and there's no, I mean, there's no like big 
<coughs> excuse me, <coughs> A-list Hollywood names. Uh, Roseman Pike, I guess, <coughs> uh, would be the biggest name. Any pedigree? Any? Yeah, yeah. Roseman Pike's been in a lot of different stuff. She's actually, um, let's see, she was in Gone Girl. Uh, she was in Jack Reacher. Um, she was in these. I mean, this is the writer, the showrunner. No, no, that's the that's the. Uh, the you said the actors. There wasn't any main actor. Right, uh, right. She's the person, the biggest person, biggest name in the show. Oh, okay, okay, cool. cool. Uh, she was in Gone Girl and Jack Reacher. Right. Um, I'm sure we'll find some. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I'm she was really in not, Thunderbirds. You know, uh, I, I think I've glanced a little bit at some of the headshots. Maybe about like six months ago. And, uh, you know, it was okay. You know, nothing really stood out to me as like being, uh, uh, terrible or awesome. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so I, I didn't really worry too much about it from there. Um, but as far as like who, who's show running it, you know, who, who's that? Uh, I'm looking that up right now. Cause I, I worry about these, you know, like I enjoyed game of Thrones, the, the TV show, mm -hmm. uh, and, and all the way through, you know, and, and, you know, valid criticisms aside and everything, uh, uh, I was, I was fine with it, but, uh, I never read the books. Right. And, uh, so with stories that I've read the books for, I've really had especially before seeing whatever, you know, visual media that it's been translated into, you know, um, you know, it's, it's always, uh, it's always disappointing. Right. I mean, that's like a classic trope now. Yeah. That the movie's never as good as the book. Uh, and with man, with wheel of time, I'm so worried that I'm going to be like one of those, you know, game of Thrones novel fans. Oh, so much it's, better. It's disappointed in the show. Uh, because of, you know, my own mental images and, mm -hmm. and you know, internal uh, processing of, of these, you know, this novel story. I mean, it's massive. I mean, I actually haven't even finished it, but. Uh, uh, I have. Uh, um, but I mean, it is quite literally like one of the longest fantasy stories uh, ever. Yeah. You know, uh, so I saw this graph that, you know, it's, it's clocked in in its entirety at like 4.8 million words. It's, it's bonkers. So the gentleman who's producing it. Uh, so I guess the lead guy, his name is Rafi, Rafi Lee Judkus. Okay. Um, I'm trying to look up some of his credentials right. uh he did some stuff on agents of shield he did some, some of the division tv stuff yeah. um cool hemlock grove uh some episodes of chuck so he has some he was did some stuff for survivor yeah uh law and order svu the 4400 so he has a lot of well i'm hoping and and you know, kind of like Game of Thrones as well, where, uh, you know, the, the slow burn in the beginning, you mm -hmm. know, so that you don't need to come out the gate with fucking. I, I'm hoping they. Crazy, um, you know, special effects. and I'm hoping they, they do it like the book, um, whereas in they they start it and it seems very small. And the few things that you get to see right. that are fantastical or are really jarring. Like it's very. Right. When I first started reading the series, I was like, oh, this is a very low magic series. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I thought it was a like low on well, fantasy, and as as it grew, it got bigger. And like the first bits of like conflict, yeah, you know, and and like threat to the main characters and stuff. Uh, I remember when I first read it, it was like really intense. Yeah, very know, intense. That that first, you know, and 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 not to reveal anything really, but that you know, you got the primary antagonist and that first real life threatening situation that he's in, you know, the first time I read that, you know, that was really, you're you know, talking about uh winter night. Yeah. 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 yeah winter night. Uh, uh, that's the first conflict. Yeah, totally. That was really and, uh, cool. I thought that it was really interesting. Yeah. So I think that'll be really cool and interesting, you know, how, how they manage that. And that's a good high action, but low magic. Yeah. Just you a know, little, little bit of just little a little bit of fantasy. A little bit of weirdness, a little yeah. bit of fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh the chase scene after that is really good too. Right. Because it has a very 
very dangerous thing and something yeah. really crazy happens. Yeah. Um, I think that's the scene that they're showing. Yeah. So there's, they've uh, released a scene of Rosamund Pike as Moraine. Yeah. Um, and it's like doing the one power and she's like saying some stuff and then it, right. And, then and you if you see some of the Trollocs in the background. Well, no, I don't, you don't see any of that. What you see behind her is Lan. Yeah. And I think just, it's really dark. Mm-hmm. And so I think they're on top of that hill and she's doing that thing that okay. she's not supposed to do. Right. I don't want to give it away. She's she's using her magic. She's using her magic, but she's doing something she's not supposed to be doing. Right. Yeah. And I think that's a cool. I think that's the scene that they showed. So it would be. I think it's going to be cool. Um, it might be like. Hopefully, it's like the third episode yeah. or the end of the second episode. And you know, and and as you know, we both know that a lot of those books can be condensed because they are thick books. They are thick books. <laughs> well, a lot of his stuff is um, description. So yeah, describing so, the the pattern of a rug. Yeah, know, and the the print on a and describing the room and stuff like that. Yeah. So what's cool about that is they have a lot to go off. Yeah, for set visual, design and visual yeah, yeah. and 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 I also think a lot to live up to. Yeah, that's true. You know, I I would like to see a lot of money put into the sets and stuff and to have like because there's so many regions that they go through in their world that are all like not just distinct like in a like in a Star Wars way where you've got like ice planet, forest planet. Yeah. There's really developed three dimensional, in depth cultural history. Yeah. With a lot of these regions that they go to that are distinct from each other. You know? That's true. Uh, and I want to see it. Y'all want to see Terry and Rugs. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Shinar, the 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 top knots, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think it's from what I've seen and what I've seen from production and like where they're shooting and stuff. They're shooting in the Czech Republic, so there's a lot of castles and stuff nice. there, and there's a lot of variety. In yeah. I think that's a good choice because it's a. Um, that seems like a great area, especially for like the beginning of the story, yeah. the first regions that they go to. And I, I think they did, they did some, um, I think it's Denmark or Holland. Yeah. They did some stuff too, which is some good, Yeah, there's some good stuff in that country. I, I imagine you have to go to a lot of different parts of the world actually. For some well, of those environments. to be, uh, what is it? Bruges in Bruges. Is, Bruges. Yeah. It's the, it's one of the places that's, medieval it's right. the number one tourist nation for people that like medieval yeah yeah uh, architecture like a, yeah um so and that's where they were shooting is in that in that country nice, nice. Uh, holland in in that area and so right you know and i, I learned that from a movie too I, yeah, which is I, interesting yeah i always think about that the, the colin farrell movie yeah yeah in bruges uh, in bruges fucking bruges fucking bruges <laughs> which bruges <laughs> What the fuck? Bruges. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen that movie, you should. That's a... Oh, highly recommended. Highly yeah, recommended yeah. movie. Great movie. Uh, um, but yeah, getting back to it. So I think they're... I, I When they... Uh, I think when Amazon decided to do this, they wanted to do the next Game of Thrones. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they want to... Uh, they want to take that and go... They want to cash in on that kind of fever and stuff. And yeah. Here's, here's a story that... In a lot of ways, I mean, so it's longer. So if it takes off, you know, they can just, I mean, it'll take. Well, they don't have to worry about the books coming it'll, it'll out. It'll take, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so the story is clear. The story's clear and yeah. done. And then uh, as far as the development goes, you know, I mean, they could cash in on it for a really, really long time. Yeah. It's just keeping the actors around that long. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, a. I mean, but that's like, isn't it? That's the kind of thing with Hollywood these days, you know, is is I'd imagine that as an actor, you'd want to like land a character and just do that character for the rest of your life. Well, those, the three main, uh, yeah. Rand, Rand, uh, Matt and Perrin, Rand. those guys that this is probably their only acting job ever. Right. Right. If they do more than if they do. Well, and, and what about Nynaeve, Elaine? And yeah. Queen? Them too. Cause those Loyal. three, well, well, those three are. I think just as significant to the story that it, yeah. And know. in the middle of the story, they really do have your, your, you know, your three men, your three women. women. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And land is a they, big part too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Of course. I mean, land, Moiraine. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. There are a ridiculous amount of characters, uh, which would open the door for some really epic, like celebrity 
uh, cameos, know, cameos and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I like about his stories is you read, uh, like they, the character that keep coming back around. Yeah. Well, you have a, you have a casting suggestion, which I don't know if they even list that they cast that character because he shows up for maybe a chapter, two chapters in the first season. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, characters that you see early in the story. Yeah. And then you don't see again until, you know, later in the story. I'm going to see if they cast. So Basil Gill. I'm look, I'm going to look and see if they've cast uh, the gentleman. Bail them on. Bail them on. Yeah. So while I'm looking that up, uh, who do you think? Uh, I know you have a casting suggestion for that person. Yeah. The uh, I mean, from, I don't know his name, but uh, from in the Game of Thrones, uh, the guy that played the Onion Knight. Okay. He was uh uh he was sworn to uh 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 I'll look up his name real quick. No, they do not uh, uh, the, the king's brother. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um they do not have him they don't have build him on cast. Yeah. Or at least they don't say and I think, you know, because he's, he's like a, a smuggler, privateer, you know, jack of all trades kind of, you know, guy that carried a lot of, you know, he, yeah, I mean, he carried a lot of like emotional burdens in the in the, in the show Game of Thrones. But uh, yeah, I think that he's got a cool kind of weathered look, you know, a piratey kind of look that, that would work great for Bale. Uh Liam Cunningham. Okay. Is his name, and he's a great actor. He's done a yeah. lot of stuff, actually. Yeah, yeah, he has. I mean, I've, I've seen him in a bunch of other stuff. That's just, you know, I think one of the the key recognizable points. Yeah, that's right his, his probably his, uh, his one of his biggest roles. Yeah. But uh, yeah. but yeah, I, th I think he'd be badass as uh, Beldemon. Beldemon, yeah, Liam Cunningham, yeah, I think so. I agree. And there's a, I mean, it's casting characters in the Wheel of Time. You know, it's just. <laughs> oof. That's a conversation and, uh, we've had for. Oh, I mean, yeah, we, we, we had that conversation 15 years ago. Yeah. I, uh, uh, and, and that's, you know, like nowadays, I mean, you, you couldn't do who you would do, would have done 15 yeah, years ago, 15 years ago. Uh, but there's a lot of, I think there's a much better actors that would fit the role. I think. Yeah, I think so. I think, um, so. And, I, and I think they're going to get, you know, uh, if any indication from like some of the casting that I've seen in modern long form stuff, when you, if you look at say like Harry Potter or the Marvel stuff or mm -hmm. uh, the casting has been fantastic. You know, they really do find. Uh, yeah. So the one thing that I did find out through some of the little research that I've done for this is that uh, it's kind of a November, December um launch is oh, everybody's yeah. expecting november december oh, wow uh one of the cool things that has shown up is i'm going to show you this picture right here take a look that's the uh the peyton fane dagger oh okay that's the shadow lagoth dagger yeah the, yeah the ruby hilted dagger yeah nice yeah so i think it, that looks really good yeah that does look cool um yeah that's that's definitely part of the that i'm really looking forward to that was one of my uh uh probably my single f most favorite location Shadow Lagoth, yeah, is, is yeah the city Shadow Shadow Lagoth, and that is uh, like I said, I was um, I don't know, I I guess it was before we uh, were talking or uh, before we started recording. For me, it's how they interpret things like the ways. Yeah, that's going to be the the Turing Rail doors. Ooh, uh, you know the the snakes and boxes. snakes and snakes and foxes. Ooh, yeah. Uh, the game and the Teleran Riyadh. Oh yeah. Uh, then the portal or, stones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These these environmental, you know, the 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 places like this the ways, dude. It's a goddamn subdimension. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it is a subdimension. It's a, you know, that was like grown. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I've I've been really fascinated with that, you know, because it's uh. I mean, it's kind of like the nether in Minecraft where spatially, you know, it doesn't line up yeah. properly. Yeah, no, I think uh, if if they take a cue, and this is from the um, Star Wars Rebels animated show. Yeah. They did a little thing where it's a very similar thing. I mean, it's literally a very similar yeah. um, thing where the they a couple of Jedi characters go through and they're into this area and it the way they do it 
and the way I saw, I was like, oh, that does like that's yeah. the ways, you know. Nice. Uh, nice. It is very similar in the way that, and it's and it's time and spatial difference, right? So right. Uh, they actually time travel because of that. It's very interesting. Oh, wow, wow. It's a very interesting scene where oh, one of the the main character. It's like a season later. Yeah. And they go, he goes back and saves a character from the previous season oh, okay. that dies in the, at the end of the season. Yeah. And it's like halfway through the, the next season and he goes back and he ends up saving her. Uh, it's the, nice. so he saves Ahsoka. It's very cool, but yeah. uh, that's on a tangent. Right. Uh, but yeah, I think if they do something like that visually, it'll be really cool. Yeah. And, and, and in the entirety of the scope, I mean, all the different locations, you know, You've got the wastes. Oh. Uh, you know, you've got the. At least uh, those don't show up in the first season. The blight. You know, you'll get. You should get some blight. I mean, if the first season's the first book, I mean, how far do they go in the first season? And there's know. a lot in the first book. The first book's well, pretty first dense. Book. Maybe they. The the second book. Uh, a that's going to be a tough you one. You could. Yeah, I mean, because there's a lot of stuff in there that's necessary, but I don't think so much of it has to be drawn, you know, drawn out. Yeah, I think uh, hopefully I mean, a season of of you know characters, you know, running and hiding, you know, from town to town in the rain and bushes, begging for food, you know, yeah, being hunted. Yeah, you know, uh, no, I, not all that has to go on for as long as it does in the books. So that's I'll, true. I'll, I'll give caveats for some of that stuff. Where make that one or two episodes. You know, uh, Robert Jordan was really good at making you feel the journey between towns. Yeah, yeah. You there, know? there's I a, mean, if there's no teleportation yeah, in his novels. Yeah, no. Um, but I mean, the if, if you're worried about how much walking is done in the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think. Um, what I what I'm hoping and what it seems and maybe just looking at the cast list kind of made me think of this. Maybe they're just doing like half of the book. Yeah. yeah. For the season. Cause it is like you said, it is a very dense book and there's a lot going on in that first book. There's a lot going on in that first book. Um maybe it's maybe they're just gonna get through like half the yeah. book. Because if you look at the cast, like they said, Belle Demont's not on there, some of the so right. like Right, there's still book one characters that aren't cast. Yeah, book yeah. one characters that are not revealed as cast. Yeah, um, maybe it's too early. Maybe, but there, there, there's a lot of like sub characters that are that they say, hey, okay, this person's playing this person, like Loyal yeah. and some yeah. of the other, and like uh, and, and Basil not, Gill and like all these people that are not going to be able to give any of that the proper time. You know, I mean, even though like, you know the the detail of like white bridge, you know, yeah. you don't need all the words that are in that, those chapters no. telling you what that place looks like. Yeah. You know? We just get to see it. You just get to see it. Then, yeah. And then be there. Yeah. You know? No, I think, yeah. But if they get like half, yeah. Cause I'm thinking it's like, that's the ways that shatter Legolf, that's yeah. white bridge. Maybe that's yeah. like, maybe that's where they end is like white bridge. Right. That's about yeah. halfway. In, in season one at, at White Bridge? Yeah, that's about halfway. That's like a third of the way. No, yeah. So what would be yeah, halfway? I, mean, they, I don't want to spoil anything, but th think back to where book one ends. That's I mean, true. When I, when I first read that book, I, I didn't realize that it was a trilogy. You know, it, it really felt like, like you could have been done with the Wheel of Time with book one. That's true. Yeah. You know, you really. That's right. There is some lie in there. And and it would have been. Yeah. Yeah. They go into. I the forgot fight, all about that. Yeah. You know, they get all Lord of the Ringsy with the great journey all into yeah, the, yeah, the green man and all that and, stuff. Yeah, yeah, dude. They're, you know, and you're exposed to a shit ton of the world. In That's true. That first book, you know. A so lot. yeah, yeah. No, I think halfway. I think halfway. I think <clears> yeah. what they're gonna, and that's why they got a second season immediately. And, yeah, yeah. Is so maybe they can finish at least that the first yeah. two seasons. Yeah, that'll make it. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm really curious about like the the length of the story and being able to finish the story practically practically yeah uh and how long that would take and how long how, how much would a season cover maybe you know? it's maybe like they'll do the first the first 15 book and two books seasons. 15 seasons and those seasons the, the, you can't be doing 10 episode seasons well no you know? i i think like book two they can they can do that in one season 
Yeah, I think they could do book yeah. one, like you like we said. I think maybe they're doing that in two seasons, yeah. like do book yeah. book two in and, one and season. Book three is not even as dense. No, as as book one is. You know? No, maybe and, and then book four th- though. Things are rolling though by book three. But I mean, you're really moving. There's all all kinds of information that you get now. Yeah, you know. So like to me, like book three is, and, and that might just be the 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 comparison to book two is, it's really exciting. You know, it's, it's yeah. more, I think the most exciting of the first three books. Yeah. yeah. But imagine, I mean, and then book four. Yeah. I mean, yeah. can you, can you do that at once? Could they do it in 10 uh, episodes? You could, they do that in 12 episodes as good as that. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. so oh, much in that book and it's yeah. so yeah. good. And a lot of this, you know, a lot, a big part of these journeys, you know, that these characters take through this story is learning these cultures. Yeah. You know, is learning the history and stuff, you know, I mean, because, you know, you've got the Andorians, uh, you've got the Ilian, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the people of Ilian, you've got the people of Tyr, uh, then you've got the Tuathan, you know, yeah. the, you know, the Aiel, uh, White Cloaks. And then the Shinar. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, and they're not even until later. Yeah. You know. And that's a whole uh, op- another the, culture. The Aes Sedai. Yeah. Uh, oh, I bet you. You know, as, as Andor, culture, they get to be more mysterious. Uh, yeah, Andor, Camelon. Yeah, the Andorians. Yeah, Camelon. I think that Camelon. That's all Camelot. That's all. I think that's where they're going to end the first season. Is yeah. When he gets there and meets when he gets uh, Elaine, Camelon and meets Elaine. And Gay one. Yeah. Uh, or yeah, Gay one. Yeah. No. Uh, is it Glad? Gilad or gay one? Yeah, the, two. the two. Yeah. Uh, mixed up. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, until later in the books. Um, <laughs> right, right. Then it becomes pretty clear. Yeah, no. Uh, I think that's a good – that's about halfway. I mean, there's a ton, man. And this is still not even getting into, you know, the the darker side of it. You know, the Trollocs, the Midral, the Greymen. yeah. You know, the Forsaken, you know, uh, piles of history, uh, piles of, of, of awesome, like, what, what is, story. And, what is the and, first and episode going to be? That's, the prologue? Oh, dude, if they open, I mean. The first episode is open the, with that, dude, it's going to, it's going to break the audience, dude. I don't think you can open with that. I don't think you can. I mean, that was so confusing and disturbing. You know that you're you're the whole time you're reading the book, you have that that opening that yeah. prologue sitting in the back of your mind. Like, how does that fit into all this? What is, you know, what what is going on? You know, uh, and until like later where you can really start putting it together of you know what what that moment later. is yeah that's like yeah. five books down the wrong line you could start putting that together yeah totally when you start getting more of a a sense of what's uh, going on uh, yeah a sense of the history of the world yeah no i i yeah. i hope they oh that would be such a great episode yeah, one gear steading the yeah. wolves yeah dude i mean it's such a dense story i mean i can do oh dude if because I, I don't know how they could i think if they do that if they do the prologue as the first episode yeah and that's it like that's that whole prologue is the first episode right which i think oh. would be dope yeah dude um i mean what would the general audience think though well that I, i'll feel that moment yeah is i'm gonna give a spoiler away here not for the wheel of time but for uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. That moment, if they do that and they end it like that and that's it, like yeah. that's episode one. Right. People would be like, what the fuck? Uh, that's kind of giving your like Daenerys turn. Yeah. Uh, well, no, it's, it's like it's a, the very beginning. It's well, it's a it's like chopping Ned's head off. Right. Like yeah. when that when I was watching that episode. Yeah. And yeah. I was watching with uh, it was me and uh, David. Right. Who had read the books. Right. Uh, I had read that book at that point. Um so I knew what was coming and then yeah. I had yeah, forgotten and David just looks at me and goes, they're going to do it. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, oh, and the, and the two people we were with and yeah. who had never read the books and they're like, what right. do you mean? And I was like, oh my God, they're going to do it. And I was like, yes. And then we're sitting there and 
uh it was his girlfriend at the time um she fucking flipped right out right. like when they when she's like no like tears the, i was the, the best character in the show yeah and they just killed him right there just bam. Yeah. yeah that 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 set the precedent though yeah. it really did it did, it did. but uh, the thing with that prologue with the wheel of time prologue though is that you're never gonna see like who do they cast and you're never gonna see that character again for like eight books <laughs> A long, a long time, time, you know, and until yeah, until you can start putting any of that actually together. Well, you know? and so who do you? There's something that, that that actor they have to use, which oh man, that um, that actor they have to use for another character. Um, well, no, you just use Rand. I mean, no, you don't. You don't. I guess they don't look the same. No, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he well, he looks like another character that shows up much later in the series, like yeah. six or seven. But oh, man, I mean, that gives it away. It gives that character away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, and you can't. You you got to have. I mean, it's a it's a great device, and it is one of those crazy things that would just. I mean, the internet would just chew on forever. And, and that other you and you you would have to resolve that. That's a play that I think that. Well, you would the have other to, the other character, yeah, that's moving around and alive in that scene, right? Yeah, yeah, would show up. Probably yeah, what was that? Would. Book four or five? Yeah. No, Not book that. three. No, he shows up in book three, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. No, he's at the end of book one. Oh, that yeah, that's who he faces. That's who he faces at the yeah. end of book. No, that's at the end of book two, because he's the one. In, he's the one he fights in the sky. Oh, okay. okay, the one that gives him the wound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, oh my god, that's right. That is book two. That is book two. See. <laughs> Even even the the weakest of his books is, you know, incredibly amazing and dense and better than any other fantasy novel I've read. Yeah, the, I mean, that's uh, it, it, it is in my mind just the best fantasy story. That is not, in my opinion, book two is not the weakest book in the series. Yeah, I mean, so I stopped at what I think nine or ten. Uh, right past nine or ten. Winner's Winner's Heart uh, is as I consider book two and whatever number Winner's Heart is. Yeah, kind of equal. Book two is slow. It's not bad. It's slow. It's slow. Uh, the one after Winner's Heart is the one that. Um, I think is the least, yeah, is the the lowest quality book, right? Um, in the series, yeah. But you know, I mean, we still like book two is still it's still a really great book. I mean, I say it's yeah. the lowest quality book in there, but that's putting up against like book four. And yeah, yeah. Book four is my favorite. Three, Shadow four. Rising is probably yeah, my yeah. favorite is, book yeah. in the whole series. There's a little bit of a uh, like Empire, the Empire Strikes Back kind of thing going on. Yeah, that one in the last one. Yeah, and what I mean by the last one is the last two. Yeah, because that's like one book, right? Um, just because of some of the things that happen, some of the payoffs that happen in that last book. Yeah, you've been waiting like four books at that point, right? And like ten, I waited like four books in ten years. In ten years, yeah. Uh, at that point, for that. For that scene, yeah, with a uh, Egwene, yeah, uh, just if if they could though, man, I mean, oh, be so great, yeah. I mean, it, you can't do any spinoffs. I don't really think. I you mean, don't need to do spinoffs, but you don't need to. Yeah, that they're all intertwined and relevant. To well, you could do spinoffs, but they'd just be more parts of the story. Yeah, yeah, the same they, book. Those parts that we had to cut out, we're doing we're a spinoff spin of. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Here's a here's a mini series with here's all the men mini series telling her story. Exactly. Those chapters with just her right. that we cut out of the show. Right. Here's the ideal sub show. Yeah. Here's, <laughs> here's yeah. the here's the Matt. Yeah. Uh, being the gambler, putting together the red hand. Totally. <laughs> by accident. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that'd be weird if it like started splintering off into 
different different shows different and productions. series kinds of things because yeah. of how it jumps and moves back and forth and the yeah game of thrones you know. jumped around and had a lot going on yeah but yeah. that's like the first book yeah or the second yeah. book in well i mean so so book one it's a little bit more handleable i think with wheel of time i mean the the, the character the cast is pretty heavy mm. but once you start getting into like Three and four, yeah, three, four, five, six. Like where, where you're going? You have like and a whole people that don't even ever meet in the entire story. Yeah, from yeah. begin they they they're in the story from the beginning and the end. Yeah, you know they yeah. they show up about book four and, their and paths they're there. Never cross. Their paths never cross. Yeah. yeah, yeah, through the bulk of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wild. Yeah. And that and this is going to give something away, but oh well. Uh, yeah, when the three break up at the end of the book one, at the during book two, right? They never go back together, they never get back together until the very end, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, They're never all three together, yeah. And it's, and especially at that point, the, you know, the story really starts having to okay, we're gonna follow this character for a while, and then yeah. we're done, now we're gonna follow this it's character, probably gonna be whole seasons of you just know, like, and, and there were even kind of those cues, especially in book two, that would almost kind of like line you up chronologically so that you yeah, where. Okay, so they're not together, but this event happened, you know, and yeah. that's how we know at this point in each one's little sub story. They do that a little that they do that a little bit in the first one when yeah. they're in that city because yeah. it's just random Matt. They do that a lot in three as well. Yeah. You know, because everything is like the the timing on that. I th and so that and, and that kind of condensing. Ooh. of trying to overlay events and trying to show like, okay, you know, we have four different things happening in a town at the same time, you know, and how, how we show that, you know, novel wise with words and then how you show that visually. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, that uh, inches of story in there that can be converted to, you know, yeah. Minutes and hours. Minutes and hours. Yeah. You know, inches of story. Yeah. You know, and then, and then some dense pages, man. I mean, yeah, they really are. All right, cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the show. Yeah. I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm excited. excited. It'll be is, very cool and interesting. Definitely something that we're passionate about. For I sure. We'll probably do some, uh, some reviews of this stuff as it comes out, when it comes out. Yeah. I'm probably going to be talking a little bit about it. Yeah. Uh, cause I decided to start reading the first book. So probably. Right. Right. So I'll read the first book and I'll probably be done about the, if it comes out in November, December, um, that's probably when I will, uh, be finishing with the first book. Right. Uh, so it'll be good. Yeah. Exciting. Exciting, Exciting. stuff. All right. So, uh, what was the thing that you wanted to talk about? Oh, well, uh, you know, I've been watching uh, Invincible. Ooh. And, you know, this is, a, this is a story you've really put a lot of time. I don't know if we've talked about this before. I don't think we've talked about it on okay. the podcast. But you spent many years trying to get me into the comic book. I did. Uh, like really, really trying to get me to read this. I'm like, this is you a know. cool fucking yeah, story. Yeah. And... Uh, and as usual, I <laughs> I didn't take any of that advice. Yeah. And uh and so yeah, when the show came out, so I'm I'm totally new to the story for the show. Yeah. Not having not read any of the comic or anything. And oh my god, man. I mean and, and the whole first season is done now. Yes. And uh and dude has been just top notch badass. It's from, very it's a very good show. It's very well storytelling. Open told. to close, man. I the one thing I want to kind of bring up and have you tell is that your reaction to the end of the first episode, dude, I was not prepared. <laughs> I just flat out was not prepared for that first episode. You know, yeah. The way that it opens and how it progresses, it, it, it can be, you know, it's really intentionally, you know, relying on superhero tropes and cliches. Mm -hmm. uh, so it feels really standard. Yeah. It feels like painfully standard. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, you're like, okay, no, I, I'm, I'm able to get all this, you know, shorthand it all. We've seen this a million times. Here's our super group, and okay, this is a, you know, uh, all right. So this kid's, a, you know, the the kid of a superhero. Okay, so yeah. there's, you know, there's the the different levels of of ones that are 
you know, part of the team, superheroes that aren't part of the team. There's superheroes everywhere. There's yeah. cra- crazy, insane DC level alien invasions happening every day. Yeah. Yeah. What I, what I like about it is that they make it, it it's a very subtle thing in the first episode. Yeah. They make it very clear that uh, Omni-Man is not part of the, the justice. Right. League, yeah. And I, and I got that. that. Yeah. 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 He's it's a very subtle part, part the, though. It's not a, yeah. it's not a major part, yeah. but and you, I mean, you find out it's not a big deal. It's just he operates alone. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and then you find out why, and that, for sure, that's, yeah, that's yeah. a cool little the, twist to the it. reasons why and stuff on it. You know, uh, but yeah, that I mean, and it's the whole first seven eighths of the fucking <laughs> first episode is fucking do to do. Yeah, do to do. Here we go. Business as usual. You know, this is all what we've all seen before. You uh-huh. know, just with different costume designs and, you know, like, Oh, this is their Superman. Ba- this yeah, is yeah, your, exactly. They're, they're barely, Batman. barely different powers. Yeah. Know? Barely different powers. Uh, sometimes not even just, just visually different. Visu- visually yeah. different. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, you've got all your, all your analogs. Yeah. What and, I do uh, like about it is some of the uniques, uh, uniqueness of the villains. Uh, the Mahler twins is a cool, interesting yeah, character. Yeah, actually, uh, a lot of the villains are great. Yeah, the Mahler twins are fantastic. Yeah, uh, you know the the aliens that keep invading. You know, oh yeah, that, that whole that's pretty cool because it's kind of like a sideshow bit. Yeah, it's not really relevant to the major story at all. You know, but it's like this. Well, it, like it does, there's a lot of, kind of thing. They do use it to reveal a lot of things. They do. Yeah. They use it to reveal that Mark isn't really ready to be a superhero. Yeah, yeah. Uh, helps him become they, a join a team. They use it to establish a lot of these other characters, their abilities, how they yeah. work as a team, and then they use know, it to establish how trustworthy they are. Uh, who Omni Man is? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so, so yeah, it does, it does end up being relevant for sure, you know, but it, but it really ends up like where it starts out feeling like totally sideshowy. Yeah. Like the villain of the week. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah. And so how, how they've been able to take all of that and then just load it up into the dumpster and fucking <laughs> launch it into the sun. Yes. Uh, has just been great. Yeah. You know, mind blowingly great. Yeah. Some of the, like the robot storyline. Yeah, uh, yeah. How he clones himself. The voices are great. Oh, yeah. You know, Zachary For sure. Quinto is robot. Uh, uh, Stephen Yu as yeah. Invincible. Yeah. Um, um, What's well, uh, Sandra O? Oh. Sandra O. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, uh, Mark Hamill doing a little guest oh, yeah, spot he's, there. He's is the, the, uh, is the, the tailor. The, the tailor, the suit designer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of the guy. <clears throat> Omni-Man, what's his name? Oh, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He looks like J.K. He looks like J. Jonah James. <laughs> he does. Well, he does. And that's that. it's hilarious, you know, how they use, like, uh, Grayson is, you know, their last name, which yeah. is a nod to Batman. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's so many just open nods to so much, you know, comic book lore. Yeah. Uh, through the whole thing. Uh, yeah, that that Omni Man looks like J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> he does, and he and he's voiced by J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, because yeah. I don't care who they put in that character. Yeah, uh, J. K. Simmons is the only actor. Yeah. What I think he's he's known, like I say, he's known for that. Yeah. Um, but he's done some other stuff. There's a show he did, a TV show, where he plays this like the exact kind of character that Omni-Man is. Yeah. And he does such an amazing job at it. And yeah. I think that's probably why they cast him. Yeah. It's because he's really good at being this like uh intense, violent, just just by the the sound of his voice and the way he delivers lines. Oh um, dude the, yeah, I mean if if you could say that anybody is barking at you. Yeah. Uh <laughs> it's JK Simmons. His uh his role in uh, uh Burn After Reading yeah um it's just one of my favorites i I also like i I like him in uh thank you for smoking right yeah Uh, he's amazing in that he's just this like happy-go-lucky like hey you know guns (laughs) right right they're like merchants of death uh we like that (laughs) they're like we like that stuff oh that's another great another great movie yes (laughs) oh man uh no yeah so and then yeah uh invisible has been wicked badass yeah they do that and then uh kind of the whole um i like that story it's near the end it's like or middle where he goes to the college yeah and the robot thing right that's that's a cool yeah the cyborgs and the stuff. cyborgs and yeah stuff. yeah the the villain that 
that yeah that the government ends up using of course to, to build and and that's that's the other like as you as you like start growing into the world as the show progresses uh and you really start seeing that yeah this world's a little bit more realistic in the way of okay so uh, Adam Eve, she actually realizes that she could use her powers to actually do things that really benefit people. Yeah, that's that's a cool little story. Crime, uh, which is a cool angle you don't often see superheroes choose to do. Yeah, uh, which also even touches into, <clears throat> especially people some, with uh, her power well, set. Yeah, yeah, totally. And well, even with like the you know the logical conundrums of what say someone like a, a billionaire philanthropist in the real mm-hmm. world has been able to do versus what Bruce Wayne has been able to do. Yeah. As far as like impact on, on lives and how many lives and whatnot. That's true. Uh, but uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I really like that, how it's, it's modernly reasoned and then there's a more three dimensional kind of like aspect to some of these superheroes where they yeah. like fighting crime is not working. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like Rex Blode is an, kind of an asshole. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go actually go save a river. Yeah. You know, so that these people can grow their crops. Uh, speaking of voice cast, we didn't bring it up, um, but the guy who plays the government guy, what's his name? Um, oh, Lynch? No, no, the other guy. <laughs> no, that's, yeah. That's the sidekick guy, the other guy, the main, uh, the guy with the scar. Yeah, the guy with the scar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, the voice cast for him, Walter Goggins. Okay. Walter Gardens, he's he's done he was in Ant-Man. Okay. Uh he was the the guy that she was buying stuff from in the second Ant-Man. Uh right on. Uh All he right. was in a show called Justified. He was the Okay. the the villain or the 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 anti-hero. The antagonist. The anti-hero. Yeah. Okay. He did good things but he was a criminal right. in the in the show. Yeah. Um he's been in a lot of stuff. He did Principles, which is a, an amazing show and he just has a v- good range and he, I think that's the perfect casting for that character. Yeah. Um, and then the guy who plays Rex Blode is a, he's a comedian. He's been at a bunch of small time shows and I think he's a great, yeah, you're right. The, the um, voice cast is just stellar. Yeah. It's fantastic, man. I mean, and, and they really, they did not pull any punches. No, I think the not only, the only lot. voice cast that I've heard that is better than that is the He-Man revival one. But, that's a yeah, whole yeah, yeah. nother That's episode. A whole other episode. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and so where things go, I think is mind blowing, you know, uh, I mean, even, even literally yeah. for how violent it gets. Well, what do you, before we and, get to and, that, uh, that season finale there, well, not even the season finale, just how it shows to the extent of these superhero battles and the damage and the injury, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, superheroes being hospitalized, you know. They have a whole hospital caring, for just that. Totally, yeah. And then carrying over injuries. Yeah. You know, these these characters having to actually recover from injury. Uh, and then mental. Um, the trauma. Trauma. Mental yeah, trauma. trauma and stuff, you know. I mean, that even reaches into, like, why Adam Eve left. Yeah. You know, it's just because it was getting crazy, you know, I mean, it, and it was all really weighing pretty heavily on, uh, 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 on invincible. Yeah. Uh, you know, even early on, yeah, early trying, on him just playing superhero. Yeah. Trying to, and, trying to balance his family and yeah, totally. And his personal life. And no, I, I really like, um, a lot of that stuff. I think that episode where he tries to help somebody, yeah. That was a cool, that little story is a cool episode too, where oh. he gets his ass kicked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and when, when they fight that battle cat. Yeah. Battle cat. I think, uh, he is a cool. Who did the voice for that? I don't remember. Uh, look that up real quick, man. Look that I up. Will. I will. Uh, I, I think it's somebody awesome. Uh, keep talking. But, uh, yeah, dude, that was, that was fantastic because that was just hardcore what did you think of uh, um the I mean, uh bad guy in that episode oh robot yeah head. he was he yeah robot head yeah yeah machine head machine head yeah uh yeah, yeah just the just the way it was like doing uh, impressive shit like that that's why <laughs> i can never let you out of my yeah yeah totally i mean it was, it was really weird and kind of like a 
uh, it's like, oh no, you know, you you might want to kill me and kick my ass, but you can't, and you're yeah. gonna work for me. It's like, yeah. just because you're awesome, you fuck shit up. You fuck shit. That's, that's what I need around here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. And Clancy Brown is the, the uh, Damian Dark. Yeah, yeah. They're uh, they're they're Hellboy Constantine. Yeah, they're Hellboy Constantine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh shit, it's not in there. Full series cast. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. Trying to find. It's uh. Yeah, man. I mean, I I was I was not prepared. Uh, I mean, and the the whole every episode just just you know blew it out, made the world bigger, brought you so much complexity to to every character. Oh man, Machine Head was Jeffrey Donovan. Oh, that's a um. Oh my God! I, you're gonna kill yourself when I tell you who Battle Beast was. Yeah, uh, Jeffrey Beast? Donovan was the Machine Head character. He's right. the he was a Burn Burn Notice, the main yeah. actor in Burn Notice TV yeah. show. Uh, he's a great actor. Yeah. Um, is it is it is it Michael Dorn? It is Michael. It Dorn. is Michael Dorn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. kill yourself for dude. I, it was blowing my mind watching. I was like, oh, yeah. this is Worf. <laughs> yeah, it's Worf. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, the, I, well he's a he's a a vet for voice acting in cartoons as well, man. Oh man, Justin Rowland is in it. He's going, uh, going back to to Gargoyles. He's punk kid. He's punk kid. Oh, uh, was a creator for Justin Rowland is one of the main guys who does uh, Rick and Morty. Oh okay okay. Uh, he's the other. He's the he does he does the voice of Rick and Morty. Oh nice nice. And he's one of the head writers and stuff. And speaking of that, uh, Seth Rogen's character, um, who's I didn't realize is one of the producers on this show. Oh, is and he? Why the show got made? Uh, um, wow. Yeah, oh, yeah. no, uh, Alan the Alien. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> nice, nice. Which is that's a cool that is a cool character to begin with too. Yeah, I dig his character. Yeah, he flies around and makes sure this he fights people on the planet to make sure they uh, they can defend themselves against otherworldly threats. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that is a cool, cool fucking. Just, yeah. that is just a cool concept. Yeah. Um. Nice. Yeah, and then when he comes back at the end of the show, and yeah, after this, you know, at the end, he's like, "Oh yeah, we know, we know, Viltrumite. He was my dad." He's like, "Oh, that sucks." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're like, oh, hey, man, uh, I gotta tell you something. It's really bad. Yeah, you gotta. <laughs> yeah, this uh, this planet's already marked by the Viltrumites. Yeah, uh, you're kind of screwed. You're screwed. It's like, oh yeah, no, that's my dad. That's my dad. Yeah, I've already <laughs> already took care of it. He's like, no, <laughs> no, and then yeah, and then that that final scene, that fight scene, where he just starts beating the hell out of him and like oh, with the train and yeah, 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 the train. And the think mark, you know, I'll, you could. I'm I'm certain that you can slow that train scene down. Oh, you know, for sure. And yeah, just gnarly, gnarly. gnarly. <laughs> yeah, that whole that whole fight scene between them two is gnarly. Yeah, but that's where you know uh, other superhero comics have really been afraid to show. I mean, with the power level of superheroes and stuff, what yeah. the damage can be what it would really be like fighting Superman. <laughs> That's know, true. Without any of the powder puff shit going on, yeah. you know, without any of the G rating, this is kind of like how it would go down. And yeah. I, I like how they address that in, in a couple of the episodes when they're training the new guardians of the globe. Yeah. The one guy's like, look, man, he's like, quit worrying about your individual fights and stop this buds with children in it. These kids got hurt. Yeah. And he's like, no, this is what he's like. What was I supposed to do? He's like, you're supposed to blow the tires out or blow it to rubble and make it slow down. So these kids don't get hurt. Yeah. I'm like, oh man. And then they show that at the, if you think back when that, I, when I saw that episode, I thought back to the first episode right. where they, when they're taking care of the Mahler twins, yeah. they're, they're kind of, it's kind of a tit for tat battle and they're kind of losing, but they're getting all the civilians out of the way. Right. And then as soon as they get the civilians out of the way, they're like, all right, we can open up on these guys. Yeah. And then they open up and just take them down. Yeah. yeah. I was like, but, oh man, that's but yeah, cool. Pro professional superheroes. Yeah. Civilians are first. Yeah. You know, and they think about things like that. Area. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's a it's a cool thing. All right, well, yeah. uh, great shit, great, shit. great, great show. I'm very excited for season two. Absolutely uh, excited yeah. for season two of that. Yeah, I um, can't wait. Top ten of the D20. 
Top ten, top five with a D ten. <laughs> top three with a D twelve. <laughs> I think it's it's the top five with a D six right now, actually, right, right. or D four. No, we completed that list, bro. No, we had one more. I thought we had one more. Yeah, I thought. Got a ten sided die. Roll off our new list here. Got a list. Oh, uh, so we're doing uh, top five with the D10. We actually have a new list. Brand new list. Uh, one item made it over. Yeah, there's a carryover. Uh, but that's fine. And we got some cool new things. We're going to good journey away from just characters. We're going to do some different stuff. Definitely. All right. I'm going to go for it. Let's see what we get. Ten. Ten. Oh, how... Uh, <laughs> so we're going to re-roll that. <laughs> so I'm going to roll this and see what we get. <laughs> oh, this is great. Uh, great. Great. Why, one more time. Why don't you uh, roll the die this time, sir? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to edit that shit out, but I'm going to keep it. If I get a 10, we have to do it. <laughs> Number 10 is the carryover. Okay. Okay. What is this? This is great. One. What is it? I can't. Spaceships. Spaceships. <sighs> Ooh. Okay, so we're going to take a pause and come up with our top five spaceships. <laughs> you can't figure out the name of it? No. <laughs> so, so we start with them honorable mentions? Yeah, I'll start with honorable mentions. Okay, because I got one too. What, what's your honorable mention? Yeah, so this is our top five. Top five with the D10. With the D10. Uh, we Spaceships. Spaceships. Yes. You're right, it is a cool one. My... Uh... My honorable mention is the smiley face spaceship from Heavy Metal. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wish I would have thought of that. That's yeah. a good one. Um, I can't figure out for the life of me the name of the ship. I don't think it had a name. Smiley face spaceship. Mine's not as cool as that one, but uh, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that sh uh, movie. Uh, mine's the Hermes from uh, The Martian. That's nice. just a cool ship. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, very cool. All right, and so yeah, here's here's the real list. Here's the real list. I need to grab a drink. It's my fish ship. That's such a great ship. All right, you want to go first? Do you want to go first? We're good to go. Yeah. Hold on. My uh, my number five is. The Borg Cube. Oh, that's a good ship. I dig it. It's uh, I think it was perfect for what the Borg were. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it was uh, I think it broke open spaceship design, just being a big cube versus trying to do like aerodynamic, sleek kind of stuff and yeah. how relevant that is in space. You mm -hmm. know, uh, yeah. And so it was it was really simple, but it was also uh. Scary as hell. Scary as hell yeah. and very complex too. Yeah. In a in a way. Totally. Um that's a cool one. My my uh number five is the Nostromo. Okay. Uh, which is the ship that a Ripley wakes up on in the alien. Yeah, yeah. It's just a the I always liked that, like again, with the my honor mentioned the Hermes, it's like a real world ship, you know what I right. mean? Right, totally. Like run down and that that's one of the things that Lived drew me in. To, to star wars and stuff is that it wasn't just like brand new tech it was just kind of used and right worn out right and it felt durable yeah yeah you know, it felt like an actual piece of something yeah yeah and so yeah you know that's a lived-in used ship right so kind of gritty yeah you know. yeah i guess that kind of goes through my whole the, the crew has got grit you know yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the kind of ship you can walk around in in your underwear. Yep. <laughs> for sure. Hell yeah. My, uh, so yeah, my number four is the, uh, Tri, Trimaxion drone ship. I had to look up the name for it. This is the, uh, this is the ship from the flight of the navigator. Oh, that's a cool uh, fucking ship, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, thinking back as far as I can, you know, that was always a spaceship that stood out yeah. strongly in my mind. And that is like super aerodynamic and sleek and almost kind of like liquid metal-y kind of thing, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of alien. Uh, 
Super alien. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's what's cool. Yeah. That's a great chip. Yeah, I dug that. Uh, mine's kind of like I said, my list is kind of lived in and used, but this is the this is the one ship. I guess two ships on my list. One of the two ships on my list that is a uh, kind of new and shiny because yeah. it is a new one. It's a new ship. Right. It's the Heart of Gold. The Heart of Gold. Okay. Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy. Ah, uh, okay. Nice. That's the the yeah. big like ball that kind of yeah. just like floats around. Right. Totally. The, with the uh, what was it the improbable drive? Yeah. 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 Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. The Heart of Gold. That is great. <laughs> it's just a cool ship because it's got a cool faster than light travel drive. Right. Totally. So, and the computer is great. That, yeah. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> so my uh, my number three is the Icarus Two from uh, the Sunshine movie, mm. and this is my real world kind of yeah. lived in ship, you know, with like a bit of a grit to it, you know. Yeah. Uh, and that was just a tripped out movie. It's a very tripped out movie. Um, but the ship had, you know, it had that uh, uh, the greenhouse in it where they were growing their own food. Yeah. Actually, like creating their own oxygen and stuff. You know, they had like those like a jungle mm-hmm. kind of thing in there and everything. Uh, yeah. And it was just a really, you know, I mean, it was a really complicated ship and it was massive. That big old giant shield that would face towards the sun. And then the, the, the ship was just like a long row, kind of like a almost kind of like modules on the international space station kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, that's very, uh, that's a very cool ship. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so what are we on three? Yeah. My, uh, my number three is another, like it is a fantasy ship. Yeah. Uh, it's the firefly. Nice. Nice. Um, I really like the show. It's a great show. And yeah. It's, it's space and Westerns and I don't right. think you get more of something I, that I dig is I like Westerns and I right. like space. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Everything that I love. Totally. My uh, my number two is uh, The Event Horizon. Oh, I almost put that down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, it's a trippy ship. It's got a little bit of like a, uh, like a Klingon kind of, you know, ship design to it where you have like, like that long shaft and then there's the, the drive on one end and then mm-hmm. where everybody else is on the other just because of how like dangerous the propulsion system is, you know. You get that black hole machine uh, in the ship. And and to me, that's just insane. Uh, or black hole in the middle of the yeah, ship. Uh, yeah, black hole. Well, I mean, it's not in the middle of the ship. Yeah. I mean, it's literally on like some pylon, you know. Yeah, so it's extended true. really far away with bombs, you know, like every 10 feet <laughs> along the length of the pylon. Uh, so this one. In case anything goes bad, because... We know that building a black hole machine is not the greatest idea, but hey, but if it opens a wormhole, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, So my next ship, uh, my number two is uh, Spaceball One. Nice. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Uh, Hell yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. Turns into a giant main and it had a fucking circus on it. Did that bumper sticker? Uh, <laughs> we, we break for nobody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like when it flies overhead, it just keeps looking like it's going to end, but it's not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. Oh. Uh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> the, I mean, it uh, turns into the main. I, I think that might be the only one in the running. Yeah. That transforms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, so my number one is uh, I mean it should be pretty easy. It's uh, uh, the Enterprise. Yeah, it's the Enterprise D. Enterprise D. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that that ship is just you know it's a city uh, mm-hmm. in space with you know a town's worth of population. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a great. But it's an epic ship, man. I mean, you know, yeah. as far as spaceships go, you know. Yeah, it is. It's an, yeah. it is an epic ship. Uh, my number one, surprisingly, is not a Star Trek ship. Nice, nice. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. Even, it's amazing that I didn't even put one. You didn't even put a Star Trek ship on there. No, mine. My number got, one is. I got two. You yeah. do. Yeah. You got it on there for both of us, right? Uh, my number one is Rocinante. Nice. I thought about putting that on uh, on here because that is a really cool ship. I dig the design uh, of it. I dig the look of it. Yeah, I almost put the Donager too because yeah. that that kind of ship is kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Donager and the Rocinante are kind of like cool. To me, those are really believable 
like ship designs. Like yeah. That's probably how we should be trying to build ships. You know? Yeah. There's a little bit of like a submarine quality to it, but there's not a lot of stuff hanging off the edges. There's no, no. pylon kind of stuff or. You know. No. And like if, if an asteroid hit that thing, it probably would bounce off of it. Yeah. 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 They're heavily Either armored. Either one of them. And, yeah. 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 Yeah, they're chunky. They're chunky. Yeah. Yeah, they're like Abrams tanks floating through space. Totally, yeah, yeah. I, I, and I, I really love those those ship designs, yeah. I thought about yeah. putting the Ross on down. Yeah, you know, the Ross on It's just yeah. a, you know, it's got a coffee maker, so <laughs> just, I'm sold. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so there we go, man. Those are uh, our uh, top five, our top five spaceships. spaceships. So yeah, uh, so thanks for joining us. Uh, and if you'd like to see any and all things Mop and Bucket, head on over to the website, which is mopandbucket.net. Uh, and if you'd like to help support more content like this, please consider becoming a patron. Right now, it's just a buck a month, and it really does make podcasts like this possible. Um, there's lots of cool stuff going on on Patreon. Uh, we're going to start putting up more and more things there. Um, we're working on it. We're working on it. Yeah. 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 Uh, if you'd like to see something cool and interesting, we have the Curse of the Jade Monkey activity book out right now. Yep. It's just 20 bucks. We're we're getting some more. We're currently out of stock in the studio, but we will be getting some more coming in. Yep. Uh, they're on their way. Uh, check so, out our store. Yeah. Check out our store. We got a bunch of cool t-shirts and uh, we're about to put up a bunch of posters on the website. Um Yes, the posters are cool. Yeah, we got a bunch of cool posters coming up. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's some of the neat things that we're doing right now. Uh with the with the break, that's what we worked on. So uh thanks for tuning in and we'll talk to you guys in a week or so. Catch you later.